It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros continue their nine-game road trip with the first of three in Arizona against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Astros took two out of three in Anaheim to start this trip, including a 6-5 to five win over the Angels in 11 innings on Sunday. As Robert Valdez, six and a third innings of relief, allowed just an unearned run and struck out eight. Alex Bregman, two hits, two runs batted in as the Astros able to take that series from the Angels, taking on a Diamondbacks team that has lost two in a row and four of their last five after they dropped their last game on sun- Sunday to the Dodgers, three to nothing. Astros five and four on the year, while the Diamondbacks come in with a record of three and seven. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros, making his second big league start. And if, if, if it's anything like his first big league start, a lot to be excited about. Boy, you couldn't have asked for anything more from Christian Javier. Poised. I mean, everything looked good. And as as advertised, that invisible fastball that he was able to uh, sneak by the hitters with regularity. The slider better than I thought it was going to be, and he was even able to shape it uh, the way he wanted to. So he turned it into more of a curveball. Uh, when he when he needed to as well. So he's a strike thrower. He's not afraid to come at you, and I don't blame him because he has really good stuff. Well, Madison Bumgarner on the mound for the Diamondbacks, and uh, it's not his second big league start. He's been around for a while in his first year with Arizona after a long tenure with San Francisco. Yeah, just a few days shy of 31 years old now. Big acquisition for the Diamondbacks in the offseason. Of course, they lost Greinke last year at the deadline, so they needed to fill some innings. Five-year deal. Uh, for Bum Gardner, and he's he's going to do things his way. You know, it's going to be a lot of forcing fastballs and cut fastballs. So, uh, for the, your right-handed batters, everything's coming inside to you. So, uh, he's a crossfire guy. He's had a great career. Uh, he's not going to back down from anybody. So, I think uh, for the Astros hitters, you go up there looking for something to hit early in the count uh, because he's not going to walk you. So, so look for something early. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Welcome back. Time now for Keys to the Game, presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Will certainly saw some encouraging signs uh, that last game in Anaheim 
Astros were able to get some timely hits in in the extra innings and and late in that ball game. And uh, you know, Dusty Baker has talked about wanting to see guys improve what they're doing with men in scoring position. The good thing is Dusty Baker saying that, and this is a team that's second to the White Sox in the American League with runs scored. So still able to find ways to to manufacture runs and, and get some offense. Yeah, it doesn't look as good because the Astros are actually doing a really good job of getting the first hitter uh, of innings on base. So so. It, you know, when you leave batters uh, or runners out there, uh, it seems to, to stand out a little bit more because you're not getting that timely hit. So uh, still a few guys that really haven't gotten it going. Altuve uh, certainly hasn't gotten it going yet. Bregman and Springer to an extent. And we're starting to see life from Springer and Bregman with the, uh, with the home run in Anaheim on Sunday. So uh, starting to see signs of life. Need to get Altuve going. Brantley out of the lineup today uh, due to a quad issue. So got to get him back and healthy. But uh, overall, offensively for this team to, to win games and go to the playoffs, they're going to have to slug their way there. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros rookie, one of many Astros rookie relievers, Brandon Bailey. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Dusty, uh, three extra inning games in, in four days, culminating with the 11 inning win in Anaheim on Sunday and has to feel nice to, I mean, if you're going to play that long, you might as well win one of them, right? But it has to feel good to, to take one of those extra inning games. Well, you want to win a lot of them, but we had opportunities to win those other ones and uh, couldn't go with the big hit. And I know uh, a lot of people are wondering, hey, man, how come you don't bunt? Uh, and I'm not opposed to bunting. You look at my record. I mean, they were telling me I was bunting too much in the National League, and, and I bunted as a player. Let's see, sacrifice bunting. But uh, it was a situation where it depends on, you know, who's up next, if they're going to walk that next guy to get to, a, you know, like a, a little less of a hitter, and also where you are in the lineup. And plus, a lot of these guys haven't bunted since high school. And some of them have never bunted. I mean, because they, they, baseball got away from bunting, and you just don't all of a sudden bunt. I mean, we've been practicing it, but we barely had time to, uh, to take enough BP, you know, during this shortened um, spring training. And uh, so, uh, you know, as things go on, it just depends, like I said, who's, who's uh, you know, who's up and who's up next and how they're swinging and all kind of things. But no matter what, you still got to get you some base hits. And, uh, you know, not home runs, just base hits, because that's what is going to win uh, your games. And so um, uh, I'm just glad that we got some base hits when it counted uh, <clears throat> the other day on Sunday, because I tell you, man, the, the previous two extra innings before that, well, and yesterday's game early, you know, yeah. we were leaving them out there. So I, I just, uh, just the guys that concentrate a little earlier in the count, uh, concentrate on getting hits in practice versus slugging practice, hitting the ball out of the ballpark, because that's that's not reality in the game. So, uh, so you want to do, uh, you know, everything that you can that's going to be game game simulated. Uh, how big was Framber Valdez's outing? Josh James went the first three innings in the start, but struggled his command walk six. Valdez came in six and a third innings, giving up just the, the unearned run on the day when you really needed it with, with where your bullpen was. 
Yeah, amen to that one. And I tell you, he did a great, great job. And, uh, you know, we were sticking with him as long as we could because our bullpen was a little upside down. You know, we didn't have Presley. Uh, you know, we're trying to stay away from Taylor because he, he's been uh, probably the most effective guy out of the bullpen. Um, uh, we're trying to stay away from Paredes. Uh, and so, like, you know, even today, you know, we don't, we don't have Taylor and we don't have, you know, Belak. And so, um, uh, you know, so on, on a daily basis, you know, we're trying to not only see who's available uh, uh, in quality, but also who's not available. And uh, so, you know, we got to make it through uh, this to the end. Of our guys, I mean, in baseball period, a lot of the pitchers are going down like flies. And so we got to do everything we can to win the game, but also to preserve the health and strength of that, uh, you know, whoever that person is. You know, you mentioned uh, all the pitcher injuries, and the Astros certainly have had their share. You know, all over, all over baseball. You think the 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 stopping and starting, getting into spring training, and stopping, and and then the the quick ramp up to this short and regular season. You think that may ha- be a factor to all these injuries we're seeing around the game? Well, I mean, it's definitely a factor. I mean, you know, you don't have five weeks of spring training for nothing because you you're building guys up to get to that, and even as the season starts. There's still you still have to be apprehensive about you know injury and uh, until the guys get to the hot weather we started in the hot weather but you know I mean the guys only had two weeks and uh, um, you know you don't know what they did when they were away from us and those that did work hard uh, it's still not the same um, as, as as working hard on your own or with a with a friend or two as it is in a concentrated effort you know when you get to you know, to to training and then the games are even more uh, amplified, you know, because of the, you know, the, what's at stake and the, and the pressure that's there. So um, I'm just hoping that, that baseball learns from this and not too many other guys get hurt because this is, this is uh, affecting careers. How far are you looking to see Christian Javier today and seeing what he can do after what you saw in his first start against the Dodgers? Well, you know, he's a very calm young man. And so, like, we expect – you know, much of the same, uh, you know, nobody's perfect. And I'm sure that they have scouted him pretty extensively. But, uh, um, you know, we know them. You know, they know us a little bit. I mean, there are some few faces over there that, you know, I haven't seen except on TV. And uh, especially a lot of guys in their bullpen that I haven't seen. But, uh, you know, it, you know, it should be a good series here. I mean, they're a little down because they're better than they're playing. But, I always learn if a team's down, you got to keep them down. And the way you keep them down is to jump them early, which we haven't done. You know, we haven't scored early at all. And, uh, you know, that, you know, some of that is, you know, your top three guys aren't doing what they're capable of doing yet. I mean, you know, it's right around the corner. So if we can jump them early and, uh, and have them thinking in their mind, here we go again, then that'd be a big, big plus to us. But you have to play a full nine innings here in this ballpark. I spent a lot of time in this ballpark. And I think this park, Colorado and Atlanta are probably the three highest in altitude and the ball carries well. You see why it's, I mean, this is a big ballpark, you know, big gaps, uh, anything by the shortstop on the ground because a potential double. And if it gets to the walls, potential triple. So uh, you got to change our game plan a little, a little bit, you know, probably play a little deeper, have our cutoff men go out a little further. And so, uh, like I said, I played a lot of games in this ballpark. Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right. Thanks, Robert. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with right-handed pitcher 
Brandon Bailey. Brandon, uh, welcome to the uh, pregame show. Uh, first time, and uh, how's it going so far? First year as a big leaguer. I know it's a lot different, but exciting, right? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Uh, got it. Definitely very exciting. Uh, just getting to know some of the guys a little bit better. It's been a whirlwind of a year, to say the very least, uh, going from an offseason of not getting protected to roll five to the Orioles, returned. Then we take like a three-month break, come back, summer camp in Houston, and then to find out you made the big league roster, it's been uh, quite the roller coaster ride, but excited to be here and happy to be here and enjoying the ride. Well, let's talk about this roller coaster ride because you originally were signed by the Oakland A's. You come over. What did you learn originally when you were in the minor leagues with the Astros about yourself? Uh, holy cow. Uh, yeah. Just simply that I had a lot of work to do, to be honest. Uh, when I was with Oakland, um, they kind of took the stance that as long as you're having success in the lower levels, they don't really want to mess with you because they don't want to start making tweaks and dinks and then maybe um, affect something that's going to make you worse. Um, but then when I got to Houston, they had a kind of a whole PowerPoint laid out. It was Chris Holt and Josh Miller, the bullpen coach here now. Yeah. At the time, they were like, you know, you've got a 1.4 time to the plate with runners on base. Uh, you're, you basically have no breaking ball. Your fastball and changeup are solid, but you need to be a little bit more uh, unpredictable. Um, during, in especially hitter leverage counts, you need to start mixing in more off speed and just all of these things that I, I knew about myself just from self-reflection, but then to actually have um, a group of people uh, confirm what I thought about my personal playing ability and then help me create a plan is that, okay, how do I go about fixing these things and how do I improve? And um, the standard has always been with Houston. It's, if you're in the minors, it's you are comparing yourself to what big league pitchers, big league hitters do, and that's what you're always striving to um, eventually achieve. And Brandon, you, you mentioned throwing off-speed pitches or secondary pitches in fastball or leverage counts for the hitters. Uh, man, you got to really be able to be on top of your mechanics to be able to do that consistently, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, especially now that coming out of the bullpen, what I'm finding is I don't have that hour-long routine prior to game time to get myself ready to go and get ready to pitch and be in the zone and have all of my pitches working. So I think that's been the biggest adjustment is finding my mechanics, finding them quickly, and, and also finding the strike zone with my best stuff. So, um, but it's been a really fun process. I've learned a lot and guys like Osuna, Presley, Devo, um, Biagini, all of these yeah. veteran guys that have been here have really kind of took me and some of these young guys under the, our, their wing and kind of given us that guidance, especially knowing that a lot of us were starters in the minor leagues. I was just about to ask you, I mean, there's 10 uh, rookies down there in the bullpen right now. Are you guys looking at each other and you saying, can you believe where we are right now? Um, absolutely. There's that little yeah. bit of pinch yourself moment, especially for each guy as we kind of each progressively get added to the roster. Um, but at the same time, I really think it's a testament to the Astros player development, especially in the lower levels uh, for what we're doing to have 10 guys in the bullpen to come up and, um, pitch the way we have been and hopefully we can keep it up and keep us in ball games. I think it's, it's definitely a testament to how special this organization is and, you know, how far advanced they are in terms of player development and putting us in the best possible position that when our name is finally called that we can go in there and uh, hopefully have success and help us win some ball games. We're talking with Brandon Bailey, right-handed pitcher for the Astros. Hey Brandon, I, I know you've got some tattoos and you're very proud of your native American uh, heritage. Tell us a little bit about that and your tattoos. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on my dad's side of the family, uh, my great grandfather, uh, George Bailey grew up full blooded Chickasaw Indian. Uh, my grandpa Keith Bailey is half my dad's a fourth. And then me and my sister Bree are the last blood quantum to be enrolled into the tribe of Chickasaw. Um, we're both an eighth. Um, it's just been a huge part of my life simply because I didn't grow up on the reservation, but, uh, just simply learning about my native American heritage and my culture and kind of where my family comes from, uh, and being able to, uh, bridge that gap through an organization like Nike N7, which is basically, uh, designed for, to provide access to sport for native American kids throughout the United States. Um, they host camps and clinics on reservations to get the kids active through sport. Um, just to give them a positive outlet in a situation which might not be the best. So for me, my tattoos all have significant meaning. There's every single one has, is symbolic or has some sort of story behind it in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I have them simply just as a reminder as kind of where I come from, where the, where the people have been prior to me that have gotten me to this point and helped me get to where I am today. And then honoring my native American heritage every single time I step on the mound. Were there any professional athletes that you, you could look up to that, uh, that you, maybe you idolized that were native American? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like when I was younger, uh, my, my grandma on my dad's side, um, she was a huge University of Oklahoma football fan, yeah. and my sister currently goes to OU. So I grew up watching Sam Bradford, uh, who's a Native American athlete, Jacob Jacoby Ellsbury, um, he's also yeah. a Native athlete, and then Kyrie Irving now recently just got enrolled into, uh, I think it's a, a Sioux uh, tribe, I can't remember the name, I, I think Standing Rock Sioux. Uh, tribe. He's one of my favorite basketball players, and I could, the list could go on and on of sure. a lot of uh, Native American athletes that I've looked up, up to in my life, uh, but especially those more recent ones like Jacoby Ellsbury and Sam Bradford are the two people that come immediately to mind. Great stuff. Brandon Bailey, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, number one, but congratulations, man. You're a Major League Baseball player. Uh, thank you. It's uh, been a dream come true. Happy to be here. There you go. Keep it going. For Josh Reddick. Josh, how have you felt offensively? Uh, the first uh, eight or nine games and how do you feel the, the lineup is, is sort of coming around after you know the quick ramp up you guys had yeah it is it's really good to see all our guys start to really kind of come into their own here here recently this last weekend but I feel you know right now I feel pretty good um, not trying to do too much up there um, especially with yet you know the day before yesterday the, the one with the shift beater that was something I've been trying to do all series against the Dodgers and just kept rolling it over so that that was probably one of my you know, I think bigger swings for me as opposed to the day before where I hit the homer and the double. So just trying to stay to all fields and, and kind of open up some more holes on that right side that I can maximize my hit capacity. But it is good to see our guys, especially the, our top of our lineup, really um, produce for us. You know, we, we rely on those guys a lot to, to carry us and to keep us in a lot of ball games. So we, we need them uh, probably more than ever. What have you thought of um... – the outbreaks in the Marlins and the Cardinals clubhouses the last week or so. And has that diminished your confidence at all that this season is going to be completed? I think, I don't think it's diminished. I think it definitely puts, puts a, a speed bump in the road for us of, of realizing how serious and severe this thing can really be. And, and guys need to take the necessary precautions to make sure that one, they don't harm themselves or endanger themselves, but they're, they're teammates. And then, you know, it's not just extended to your teammates. It can be extended to the whole league. Um, you know, we get too close to certain guys that may have it or may not have it, then you can just 
spread like a wildfire. So I, I think we need to be a lot more responsible as, as, as one and kind of just, you know, adhere to the protocols and as boring as it may be staying in your hotel rooms for some of us, and that's what we have to do to make this baseball season happen. And that's what we need to do. Josh, what is this like? What's been happening to your pitching staff? Latest injury to Roberto. How's it, what's the, what's, how's it affecting all you guys? Uh, you know, it's obviously a, a big hit for us. And I think I'd be lying if we would look past it because, um, yes, we are a good team and we can, you know, stay afloat, so to speak, to, to when those guys get healthy when they get back. But our young guys are doing a fantastic job of getting thrown into some big situations and, you know, really uh, see the maturity in those guys. Their breathing is, is very controlled and a lot slower than it might be in, in certain situations. But um, they're doing a great job and they're carrying our bullpen right now. What Framber did for us two days ago was exactly what our bullpen needed to kind of rejuvenate ourselves and get it back to our uh, tip-top shape in, in that regard. Josh, what have you thought of the extra innings rules now that you've gotten to experience it a few times? It's interesting. Um, I, I caught myself the other day having to remind myself about the running second to start the inning, so I make sure that if I got a fly ball, I wasn't just going to try to lob it back in and then kind of reassure myself that there's a guy out there. It's, you know, these are some things that we haven't gotten used to before, and they're new for us to experience. And um, it's going to take a little bit of reminding ourselves and each other that, you know, these things are in place and we have to look back and, you know, if you get a deep fly ball in that situation, you can't just lob it back in because the guy's going to tag up and possibly score. And it can cost you the game if, you, if you're not too careful. So we got to pay attention and make sure that we uh, kind of remind ourselves that these things are in effect. Do you think it adds any excitement to the game? Not really, no. I don't, I don't, I don't think so for me personally. I, I guess I could be old school and I'd rather just see it done in the natural way because it seems too easy to just – Bump the guy over, get a sack fly, and then and then call it a day with the run. And especially if you're the home team and you held off that visiting team, it just seems like if you want to win that bad, you just bunt him over, get a sack fly, or, or uh, another base hit, and gives you a little bit more opportunity to do it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more old school in that in that regard. I'd rather see it done the more natural way. But we're in 2020, and then that's that's the way things are, and we may not like a lot of things that are happening, whether it's that or not. But um, we got to, we, like I said, we have to adapt to it and, and really. Uh, play into the games that they're, they're throwing at us right now. Josh, given the struggles of all the pitchers across the league, especially staying healthy and even on your own team, do you feel like that, like as a hitter that you're able to sort of take advantage a little bit of the of the slow prep or the, the, the rushed prep for the pitchers coming into uh, to the season? Yeah, to a point. Yeah, you see a lot of guys that you face in the past that may not be up to their, their normal velocity right now. So I think that that can give a little bit of advantage to the hitter right now. But, um, you know, it, it kind of like you said, it comes a full circle because there's blows to our team. It seems more than anybody right now. So I guess you kind of when you when you're living on that side of things, you'd rather take facing that guy with his normal velocity. If you can keep your guys healthy, it, it just makes us that much better of a team. And but I think for this little short period of time, I think it's best if we do take advantage of something like that, maximize our opportunity. Josh, how do you get ready uh, to go up against a pitcher like Madison Bumgarner, you know, one who's won over 100 games in his career? Treat it like any other day. He's a lefty. He's got to throw the ball over the plate, and you got to you got to put a good swing on it. I know that sounds simple as pie, but it's not it's not as easy as it, as it may sound. So you just got to see it how he's pitched one me in the past and kind of fall back on that. And then two, look at some last year and even this year's footage of how he's pitched, you know, middle, middle to the bottom of the line of lefties to see if he's a little bit more uh, safer with those guys or if he's trying to stay away as much as possible. So I think video is a big key. It's one of my biggest things I look back on to uh, rely on how I'm going to face these guys tonight. Okay. How was the off day on the road? What'd you do? 
No different for me uh, than any other off day in the last eight years for me. I, I'm usually a if we're on the road. I don't have anybody in town or like a family member or a friend hanging out. I'm usually in my, my room like a hermit crab anyway. So um, very normal for me. I play some video games, FaceTime my, my kids and my wife a lot. It seems like I think maybe 10 to 15 times just because uh, we got to and I missed them a lot. So that was about pretty much the extent of mine and, and, and eight some some room service so that was pretty much the extent of mine but that's that's pretty normal for me on any given off day if i'm by myself there you go hey well i know you guys haven't won all the games that you've wanted to dealing with injuries there's so many things going on but how do you guys continue to keep up the standard of play that you guys like to play at i keep having fun we keep having fun it seems like within this weekend we really got into our own kind of the camaraderie we have and, and the kind of being loud that we're used to. We didn't really have that in, in that last home stand because I think we let some emotions get the best of us. And we kind of just go out there with, with the mindset of, of beating those guys pretty bad. But now we've kind of calmed down and we quit trying so hard. We're just trying to go out there and have fun. We know how good of a team we really are. And, you know, with these pitchers injuries, we, we do realize that we might have to score a few more runs, but, you know, we're very capable and willing to do that because we do, so well at scoring runs so fast and in bunches, especially later in the game, we've always been so good at getting the bullpens, and we showed that this weekend. So um, we, we just got to know our, our, our roles and, and stick to them and, and just keep scoring. With that, what have you learned about this group through the first week and a half or so? A lot of new guys in the mix. <laughs> I've learned that a lot of our younger guys and pitching staff are, are really spectacular to watch and play behind. Um, some guys that, you know, nobody's even heard of really stepping up and giving us some big spots and big innings, guys like Anoli Paredes and the Blake Taylors of life. and Scrub, who got his first career save the other day, is just guys that you don't really expect to see in that position for years and years, and they're coming up and stepping in and, and really helping us out and, you know, kind of just carrying us along right now, keeping us afloat, like I said before, and um, we got to do that. We got to do some, some stuff to pay them back soon and give them a little bit of a rest where we can win by, you know, seven or ten plus and give some of those guys a little bit of rest. You're at Chase Field. Go get it. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!